Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, episode number 290. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local. First, it should be episode 293, shouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it should be. I was about to apologize yeah. for that. I, I'm, you know what? Sorry, everyone. Between uh, John's schedule and I went away for two weeks to uh, good old Maui, um, well, we're behind. I'm sorry to miss a few shows. I did get an email that I really, really want an answer to. Somebody emailed me and said, hey, John, why didn't Ross take you to Maui with him so you could record from there? And I think I deserve an answer. I mean, I think he deserves an answer. Why didn't I? I'm not sure we have enough time. <laughs> yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> Next time, maybe. <laughs> you could join me there. <laughs> Anytime. Um, uh, yeah, we're cigars are cheap. There we go. Um, it's true. It is. It is. Uh, anyway, it was fantastic. I'm still jet lagged. It's amazing what three hours can do to me. I'm so not used to flying and stuff. But uh, anyway, it was amazing. I was six hours behind you. Yeah, I'm. Yep, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it was a lot of fun and had lots of great times with the kids, and well worth it. Didn't work as much as I probably should have, but what the hell? It's on a trip, right? You should, you should be you should be used to being six hours behind me. You're usually behind me a little bit, aren't you? You know, it's just not much that much more than normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep, it's going to be one of those shows. Yes, it will. Yeah, well, you've got to make up for lost time, right? So yes. Okay. Well, we've sort of got lots to cover. Good gravy. There's been a lot going on. Um, one of them, actually, you know, it's funny. I, I wrote this and I thought, okay, I'll get back to it and read it. I didn't even get a chance to. But uh, to start with here is that uh, apparently Google launched more than 1,600 new changes in search last year. That's uh, along with 9,800 live traffic experiments, 18,000 side-by-side experiments, and 130,336 search quality tests. Uh, so, you know, and that, that pretty much explains all of the, uh, if you follow some of the, the uh, rather obsessed SEOs in our world who um, do a great job of catching every single change, it seems. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of I times. To keep you busy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times those don't pan out. They're simple tests. Uh, but it is always interesting to see what Google's up to and what they are testing. Um and we'll get to a really interesting one a little later on, but I don't want to. Uh, it's that. interesting though that they they chose to announce it this way. In the past, they've told us things like we did 500 changes to the algorithms last year. They don't even mention the algorithms this time, right? They said 1,653 new search changes this year, which kind of makes you think, oh, they changed the algorithm that many times. But that could mean changing the color of the under. If I correct, if I remember, they changed colors on the search results page. That's one of those changes. They've they they've changed. Um, how the page looks and and reacts and acts it's not necessarily just algorithmic changes i just wanted to point that out there's a difference between the way they're saying it now and the way they used to say it exactly ah, you know this is uh, all based off the how search works uh, section of google which you can go to um, by going to google.com forward slash search forward slash how search works 
all one word. Yeah, I, I, I did a I did a conference in Syracuse last month or the month before, and I was putting together a basic 101, and I screen capped a lot of that how search works thing to put in my presentation. I'm yeah, just saying, it's easy, it's, it's great. Really, it's, uh, it's and, really good. And I personally love the fact that when I go to uh, crawling and indexing, the fundamentals of search is good old Matt. Good old Matt Cuts. Uh, I miss him. <laughs> I miss his... Uh, oh, I miss Matt. I do. I do. Um, now he's off saving the world. So, oh, well, fair enough. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> since our, our current um, elected president, number 45, is, hasn't filled most of the positions in the cabinet and the government. There's like 5,000 positions. He's filled like 100 of them. Matt's temporary position is the head of that agency. He's probably still the head of that agency because they haven't replaced the guy, the political position that would be above him. So Matt's still running it because of uh, nobody's been appointed above him. Wow. Well, hey, who knows? Maybe they'll they'll see that he's doing a good job and keep him there. Uh, I bet that would be awesome. His butt off. Yeah. I could think of worse, much, much worse. <laughs> He's a good no guy. Doubt. Okay, well, uh, anyway, just a, it's some interesting stats there to share with you. Uh, now, one of the things I was looking forward to discussing with uh, John here was uh, Facebook's augmented reality and search that was uh, released during the last three weeks. Uh, and that was, uh, um, uh, dang it, uh, his name, Zuckerberg's uh, uh, Zuckerberg. ex- explanation of his yeah. timeline, his aspirations for Facebook and augmented reality. I'm honestly still behind it. I was like, oh, i got to watch that. Nah, I'm going to go snorkeling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it just didn't have it. But uh, and, and, and I was like, I was like, oh, i got to watch that. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, I didn't even have a good excuse. I just decided not to. <laughs> yeah. So I've been so bad, I only just read about it today. I mean, I mean, Robert Scoble is someone I follow, and it was interesting to see some of the points he had. But even he has some really interesting stuff I'd love to read about this, because, well, frankly, well, it's, my, it's big stuff coming. But, but my problem is Facebook has always been so bad at search. I know, you know the last time they tried to revamp search, it was a miserable failure. It's launched with a miserable failure. And if they're trying to take search into augmented reality, it's like they got to get search – right before they can do something crazy with it like that and they can't get search right they haven't yet so and it's not necessarily their programmer's fault or algorithm's fault it's the way their their platform is designed with so much of the stuff to be private and only shared with certain people search really doesn't work well in their in their system just just based on how their system works so i don't know what they're going to do with augmented reality to make to fix that i don't know if they can well yeah and i mostly put search on this note um not because they mentioned it even, but that it would be kind of curious to see how they could make it work. You know, what is it about Facebook that could really work for search? Um, and how would we use it um, as SEOs? Right now, I mean, really what they talked about is is how um, essentially we won't have screens. We'll just be using our glasses um, and we'll be able to see multiple screens in our glasses because they will be beamed into our eyes. Um, I don't know, interesting stuff. I mean, I, Personally, I think that's a lot of what uh, that massive fund uh, that Google was, uh, that idea, what's it called? Project, um, I'm still getting my brain together here. Google threw $300 million to it or something among many other companies. It was so impressed. They were so impressed by it. But anyway, it's it's nice. they haven't revealed what the technology is yet other than that it's a virtual reality that's going to blow our minds. Like, well, show us. Yeah. They're, they're kind of tied to this. I don't know if you saw this one while you were snorkeling. Uh, <laughs> one of the one of the Google Alphabet companies just released a brand new virtual reality camera 
basically it's got 17 high resolution lenses and you set it down and it takes a virtual reality photograph of an environment that you can then go into the environment using your VR tools, right? So you can create these VR environments with this camera. It's pretty cool actually. Hmm. Wow. Well, and if you had it, if you had it underwater while you were snorkeling, you could have taken a VR environment and shown the rest of us what you were dealing with. But no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just send me one. Send me one. I, for everything I've yeah. seen, it has multiple multiple uh, camera lenses on it, are like the many thousands of dollars. So yeah, please. Oh, this feel one free. starts. At, this one starts. At, they 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 even said it starts at seventeen k to get one. <laughs> But but someone who wrote the the person who wrote the article I was reading said reminded reminded me when you when you first bought a DVR a, a, a CD writer for your computer they were about seventeen thousand dollars now you can go pretty much anywhere and pick one up for under ten fifteen bucks so someday someday there you go I mean even go, yes. um, GoPro if you want to which I I use my GoPro a lot on this trip it was fantastic so much fun. But even those, even those, if you want to get the 360 version, you have to buy like eight GoPros. <laughs> that adds up a little. Yeah. So anyway, um, not that we were off topic there or anything. But uh, so anyway, augmented reality. Um, obviously, Facebook has a huge opportunity there when it comes to search. I mean, the amount of data they have has to be. Um, well, obviously, it's not as as well oriented, I would say, as Google's. But I, I would mm-hmm. say that uh, they have a massive amount of opportunity if they could just hire a few Googlers to really get it done right. right. I, I know, I know, I'm, we're kind of off topic again, but this kind of fits into this conversation. I don't know if you you get you get Netflix very well in Canada, but there's a series on Netflix that comes out of the BBC actually, so you might get it. Um, it's called Black Mirror, right? Yeah, have yeah. you seen that? Okay, so the the season three, the first or second episode is a really interesting episode about social conscripts and how they interact in society, and it's tied into this virtual reality. So everybody that you look at has a number. Yeah. It's based on feedback, and it's amazing. So and, creepy, and that episode. Oh, that is crazy. But that really made me think when you start talking about Facebook's augmented reality, that's the first thing that popped into my mind was that episode. <laughs> that's exactly the kind of stuff that would happen. Man, yeah, that was that was. Yeah. And, and, and just to highly recommend it. I know totally off of SEO one one topic. If you haven't seen Black Mirror on Netflix, go watch it. Start at season one. The first episode will blow your mind, but it will force you to watch the rest of them. Yeah. It's the it's the 2017 version of Twilight Zone. It's really good stuff. They just don't make enough of them. But yes, uh, yeah. Okay, so um, we didn't really get into how Facebook's augmented reality could work with search, but I think that's it's probably too early for that anyway. I just wanted to bring it up and and. Maybe plant the seed out there, and you guys think of something. If you have any thoughts or anything, add them to our Google Plus community forum. We'd love to uh, discuss them on air if they are, you know, if they're worthy of uh, us batting them around a bit. I think it'd be kind of fun. Uh, so you have uh, posted something here about newspapers. Yeah, so it was very interesting. There was a conversation, as normally happens on Twitter. Um, people ask questions to John Mueller, um, and. Basically, one of the questions was from somebody at a publisher, and, and John he was asking about Associated Press content. And Associated Press content, for those who aren't aware, is basically a news organization that provides news stories to a bunch of other news organizations. They, they um, Most of their content, if not all of it, is you know published in many, many different um, publications, which, from an SEO perspective, m- makes it the dreaded duplicate content, right? So somebody was asking, how do you deal with this? And John Mueller basically told him, if you're publishing feeds from Associated Press, 
you should probably no index those feeds, basically make it so they're not being indexed on your site, which is really interesting to me for a couple of reasons. One, I know that, you know, for the space I'm working in, we publish Associated Press articles all the time, and I know we do get traffic, organic search traffic, from those articles um, on occasion. Some of them, it really depends on if this if it's an Associated Press story and it's, it's local to one of our markets, we might have a better chance of being picked up exactly. because we're a local market. So no indexing to me sounds like a pretty drastic move. Um, altogether. Second, I also know with slight modifications, not even as much as you normally would expect to have to do for duplicate content issues like this, slight things like tweaking the, the headline and the title and adding an extra paragraph of analysis to the beginning of it um, is enough to separate it from all the rest of the publications that get listed in the Google News algorithms. So just saying no index it to me seems like way overkill, um, but it does point out the fact that, you know, if you do have a lot of duplicate content on your site, what John Mueller is saying is try not to get it indexed because, I th- you know, it, he's, he didn't come out and say this, but my analysis of what he said is because, as we know with Panda, bad quality or duplicate quality or low quality content on your site brings down all the good quality content on your site as well. So he's saying try not to get it indexed. And in, in, in my mind, what he's saying, it's going to help the rest of your site. Um, so well, it's, I would a, imagine it's, a, it's all about the percentage of content on your site, too. If a Ab- l- absolutely. large portion of it is is duplicated from the Associated Press, well, that's going to have a negative impact for sure. Right, exactly. Absolutely. You have to build your but own it- authority first. And I would think, too, that you're right, dead on, because if, if you were to block this data, for example, let's say I'm a big fan of one of your, your online newspapers, and that's the one I read all the time. Well, Google knows that. They can see that from my personalized search. So when I do a search, it's more likely to surface that Associated Press content before anyone else. Yeah. So it's one of those things that you hear something from Google. You you know, a lot of times this is the case in our industry. Google says, do this. You might want to take a step back and really analyze what they're saying. Does it really make sense for you and your your publication or your website specifically? I wish everything was so clear always. cut. Yeah, very true. <laughs> but it's not. All right. Well, let's uh, take a great uh, take a break. And we get back. We've got uh, a little more about uh, lots more Google news. And we're going to start with some podcast news. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Circle. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Now, another one that you posted here, I think this is really interesting, um, is about the, our uh, Googlebot and the words in our podcast files. Please do fill us in. So, so there, there's been some discussion about Google's capability to extract content from different types of media um there's there's for years there's been talk about when is when is google going to be able to read text and images um there's been there's specific technologies out there that let people pull pull um the the uh, content or the the text out of both video and audio and there's been some you know talk about the fact well google since the technology exists google's probably doing it well, Google's come out and basically says, nope, we don't understand the words in your podcast. If you want us to know everything, you're going to have to translate it and put it on the page. Yeah, uh, yeah what is right. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, the technology exists, right? So I think this is a snapshot in time. There will be a point somewhere where Google will be able to integrate that technology. And yes, it'll understand the content of what we're saying right now on this podcast. And we won't have to, to translate it or or type it out on the pages for, for them to understand. But I don't. They're, what they're telling us is they can't do it yet. Well, and you got to wonder, too, whether or not, well, and I imagine soon this will change, but whether or not at this point there's enough value in it for them on a, for their bottom line to put that processing power in there. That's true. I, th- I think with audio, I think with video, what will happen before audio does, because there's a lot more video published out there and people are using it more and more and more. But audio, especially online audio, is growing pretty rapidly too. There's actually um, already in YouTube. Uh, I can't remember where because it's been so long since I've used it. But um, there is a place where you can get them to automatically um, take the subtitles from your content, build the subtitles. So obviously they can do it. Yeah, it's not perfect, so, but it's very close. So, but here's an interesting thought, though. When we find out they can, so let's say next month they make a big announcement. We can now understand everything you say in your podcast. How does that change how we do podcasts? Do we now have to structure <laughs> them differently? Do we break break up sections with it? Do we talk about headlines? Do we make sure that our we script things out so they include the specific terms and phrases we're interested in ranking for? I think it's going to be. Really, a strange, strange transition from them not being able to do it to to us and how we 
how it changes what we do. I don't think personally that it would change anything I do just because I don't like the idea of being scripted, as you can probably tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know, some, we could end up just will. working a SEO 101 podcast in just about every sentence we possibly can so that the SEO 101 podcast gets the kind of the keyword exposure. Yeah, but, then we say SEO, <laughs> yeah, but then we talk about SEO 101 and then we do things that are not SEO 101 and then we have to re- remind people that it's SEO 101, but then it's not SEO 101. We get all confused. <laughs> There you go. So, uh, yeah, if anyone didn't catch that, well, there you go. That, 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 that's good. We're, we're, we're so good off the cuff that no one even realized how much we were repeating that word. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's crazy. That's CO101. Okay. But, so, it will, but it will change things. It, it, but not necessarily for everybody, but there will people be people that try to game that. And well, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to watch. With all the podcasts popping up right, left, and center from people in our industry even, um, it's become quite the hot hot bid and I, I know it's not just our industry everywhere seems to be podcast city um i would imagine there's going to be an extra weight put on that kind of translation at some point yeah no i agree it's definitely an explosion right now but uh, i'm glad we got a little bit of a lead <laughs> <laughs> just, just a touch just a touch it was like I, I was looking at it i think it's been like nine eight nine years i thought it was only six or seven <laughs> It's been a long I time. I, I think we're in eight right now. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Um, in Back earlier on in the show, I talked about how, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are, are monitoring changes in Google and uh, constantly posting about them. Well, one of our, our great listeners, Dan Schur, uh, I hope you're listening, Dan. Uh, kudos to you. Found a interesting really interesting one uh google having its own job search engine so i i don't know hopefully danny weren't looking for work but um if if you were and you were looking for work there what he saw was uh an actual google job search engine take over when he started searching and now that is seems to me more than a test it looks pretty significant based on the screenshots yeah, I've been saying this is coming for years. I mean, I'm How surprised it's taken. Yeah, yeah, taking way surprised. too long. It's a it's a huge money maker for many businesses, and it's something that Google could do very simply. Um, and it's I'm really surprised it's taken up taken them this much time to do it. Yeah, and it, and it actually shows varying levels of depth too. So it's not just like oh yeah, here's some jobs we scraped. No, this is a significant. Um, build that google's done so i expect to see yeah. that in the future at this stage well, however um what did i put here uh, a google spokesperson told search engine land while we don't have any news to announce at this time we're always looking for new ways to improve the search experience for our users whether looking for movies to see recipes to make or job opportunities so there will be a full-blown recipe search engine there'll be a full, <laughs> full-blown movie search engine they already have elements of both of those obviously but yep uh, you know just more hits <laughs> well here's the interesting thing earlier this week i i was on facebook and i had a thing pop up at the top of my news feed asking me if i wanted to post or search for jobs directly on facebook so facebook is doing exactly the same thing so it's it, for the people out there, the businesses out there that are really into you know the monsters dot com, the indeed dot coms of the world, they're about to face some pretty tough competition. Yeah, and I wonder just how um, how many antitrusts are going to pop up. I don't know. There's, I'm not sure antitrust is the trust? right phrase for it. Yeah, that's not the right way. Yeah. Uh, but lawsuits of some kind. Well, you know, it's just unfair competition is what I was trying to get at. I guess. Um, 
but I don't know how they would do it. I wouldn't want to be them trying to, be, to put their lawyers against Google or Facebook. Uh, yikes. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, okay, so Google's Project Owl. Now, this is something that came out, I think it was, was it last week? I believe it was last week or maybe the week before. It's been I think it was last week, too. Time yeah. is flying. Um, essentially, this is a, a quote-unquote three-pronged attack on fake news and problematic content. That's uh, part of the title from Danny Sullivan on Search Engine Land. As usual, a fantastic article, really in-depth. Uh, uh, his tagline was it that, that Google hopes to improve by better surfacing authoritative content and enlisting enlisting feedback about suggested searches and featured snippets answers so um what this does is tackles an official 0.25 percent or so google says of all queries that reflect any kind of fake or problematic content um now as danny put it this is still a sizable number of searches you know that's over a million per day nothing to sneeze at so they did have some reason to work on it and thus they did uh before I go on further, because I've got a few notes here, what, what have you seen so far about this, John? Uh, the the thing that that caught my mind, two things. One, they're they're also not only addressing fake news, but they're addressing hate speech in this as well, which is really good. Good, I think, on their part, is really finally taking a, a really proactive stance on that. And one of the things that I liked was that they are also focusing this not just on their search results but on the answers and knowledge graph pieces that come up incorrect or with um, that kind of fake news or hate speech type of stuff in those on those places especially the answers which is because there's not a whole lot anybody else but google could do to fix that so i thought that was good too oh yeah you remember my rant about images being wrong on google knowledge graph and google places um yep. that was ridiculous and it, well, we can't do anything about that. Uh, you're Google. Yes, you can. <laughs> I was I was I was reading just today. Somebody I think it might have been Dan Thies who was talking about how he got an answer. He saw an answer in the answer box up at the top of Google Search that he was looking for a certain number, and the answer said four hundred thousand. And he clicked to it, and it was an old Quora answer post that linked to an article that had been updated to say the real answer was like two million. So they didn't put the real answer in the Google answer. They put the answer that referenced the real answer, which hadn't been updated and was wrong. It's things like that that I, I really hope they address. And I, I can't imagine how difficult it must be because they have to gauge authority on so many different levels to determine oh, yeah. which piece of content has to be the one they show. Um, in fact, Danny's got some fantastic – you got really got to read the article, listeners. It's really well done. He's got some fantastic snippets. Uh, he posted via Twitter of using his Google Home appliance to uh, do searches and some of the absolutely, well, one of them in particular, um, absolutely absurd responses based on Google deciding that it knows the answer based on a page. I think one of them was, are women evil? And uh, <laughs> it was rude. <laughs> it was very oh, rude, the reply. Uh, it was not good. Um, now, that was 2016 when that one was posted, but uh, it was great that he brought it back. I thought it was pretty apt. Um, <laughs> now, the next one, which was really interesting, and, and it was more about Google Home today in the show, but um, he said also that if you do, a, and he did an example of this, if, let's say you ask a question of Google Home and it answers and you don't like it or you believe it's wrong, you can say, okay, Google, send feedback after you hear that answer. And what it'll do is it'll say, okay, uh, what, what do we need to fix? Then you answer, and it says, okay, I'll, I'll, it actually says, I will forward this to my inventors. 
Um, <laughs> so there you go. So that, that's kind of cool. It's, it, again, it shows that Google is getting a little more um, impressed about feedback. They, they want more of it. Um, this stuff is not going to have an immediate impact or any probably any impact um, on search be, uh, directly because this is stuff that just goes to the engineers. Uh, this is where they're going to improve their algorithms. You can't have immediate uh, hands-on effect on search results, just so you know. Um, it is only for um, improving those almighty algorithms. And, that, and that's something to realize across the board. You know, there's no way that you'll be able to ever take a singular action. Other, Well, I'll take that back. So you can do... You can do, uh, what is it, DMCA requests to get content removed if it's copyrighted, stuff like right. that. But in most cases, you're not going to be able to affect search results directly. You're going to act, the feedback you give goes to engineers so they can tweak and adjust algorithms, not results. Right. Okay. And this is an interesting point uh, that uh, was in part of the summary of, of, of Danny's article. Um, it was based on the question, you know, is this working? And I'll quote his answer here. A search for did the Holocaust happen today sees no denial sites at all in the first page of Google results. These results had been dominated by them last December when the issue was first raised. In contrast, at the time of this writing, half of Google rival Bing's top 10 results are denial listings. So it Ooh. looks like Bing has got some work to do. Um, obviously, you know, Google's got ahead of the, the game, which is good, but Bing has to follow measure. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, let's uh, take a quick break. and we come back, uh, we've got a, f a few more points to talk about before the end of the show. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Browse through our complete library of programs at cranberry.fm or on demand through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Don't worry, you can still access all of our great webmasterradio.fm programs at cranberry.fm. Refresh your bookmarks today to Cranberry Radio at cranberry.fm. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E digital.com. 
Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Welcome back to SEO 101 on Cranberry.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So I uh, finally got around to getting a Google Home. We can't actually buy them in Canada. I have to order them from the States, which is annoying as well. <laughs> um, and I have to admit, I'm See, reading more about it before I even set it up, but... So, so what? See, I'm still debating. I can't decide whether to get Google Home or Amazon thing. Why did you go Google Home? Uh, mostly because Google, of course, has more impact for me directly in, in my business. Uh, also, because uh, uh, a pure, <laughs> a pure pain uh, threshold. Because the Amazon, um, what's it? Uh, what's it uh, Echo. Echo is uh, not too easy to run in Canada. It is possible. It's just a lot. A little, I think I believe it's a little more work to get it going. So that was sort gotcha. of sold sold it to me. You know, Google obviously is more interesting to me. Um, so and I've already got Android everything. So it just made sense. Yeah. The part I'm just just curious. The problem is where to put it. Uh, mostly we're in our kitchen, so I'm thinking that's probably going to be where it's going to be. But uh, you know, it's an already cluttered room. <laughs> I don't. Want, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the, the cool thing about the cool thing that I, about the Amazon again, we're kind of off talk. We're talking about shopping, but the Amazon is they have the the, the new little the little puck or the little dot things that all connect to the central Amazon Echo. So you can have have one Echo in any room of the house, and you can put these little dots in every other room of the house, so you can access your your Amazon no matter what room you're in, even your car. Yeah, so that that's an interesting. Google will probably end up doing something like that eventually too. Yeah. Well, the reason I'm bringing it up is now Google Home can differentiate up to six different voices and their connections to their accounts. This is important. Now, I realize this may seem a stretch, but from an SEO perspective, this is interesting to me. Uh, first of all, your account, and this is really what made me not in a rush to get it. And I'm kind of happy this just happened now. I, I just gave up and got it. And then it turns out they finally implemented this. So if I ask a question of Google Home, uh, it can actually answer me based on my account and my personalized search results and my calendar, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the stuff it knows about me. Whereas before, if you asked a question or my wife asked a question, it might just provide all the info about my account, which would totally be useless to her. And I just think of you paying the butt. And it would also no, pollute I, I, my personalized I, search I, results. I could see her liking that. She could say, hey, where's where I sat right now? You <laughs> uh, find that very boring. He's at his work <laughs> sitting again. and yeah. um, But uh, it, it's this is great. This allows you to have that personalized experience travel with you to Google Home, no matter how many people are well, up to six people in that household. Uh, and there are tests that have been done now, not really heavily because this is fairly new. I think it was the 20th that this came out or the 25th. Um, the, the few tests that have happened up to four voices have been almost perfect. Uh, there was two people that it wasn't, it was about 80% perfect picking up who's so, who. So is this incorporating personalized search for the voice search? So if, if you and I both searched, Using the same device, it could potentially give us different answers based on our history. That's my impression, but I'm not. I, I don't know until I've tested it. Um, again, it's very early, uh, but I think that's a logical progression if it's not already built in. Yeah, I agree. That that that'll happen at some point. I agree. Uh, so it, it, very cool. 
I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I know uh, Dave Davies has had uh, one for a little while, and he's been talking about it a bit on Webcology, I believe. Or at the very least, I know he's woven it in a bit into his articles uh, he's been writing. Um, so mm -hmm. two Canadians now with it. <laughs> um, so, <woo> -hoo. Yeah, <laughs> it's taken us by storm. That's at least what ten percent of our population. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty soon we'll be we'll be trading Google Homes for milk. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you don't get that joke, just go read the news. Mm -hmm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, it can help you cook now, which I thought was kind of funny, too. Um, this is just – the reason this is also interesting from an SEO perspective is where is Google getting that data? Well, they've made partnerships with some of the major news uh, – major uh, menu sites or, and uh, food, food sites. But you essentially say on your phone, okay, I'm going to cook this. And then, then you can press a button, send to Google Home. It will send it there. When you're ready to start, you say, okay, Google um, – Start recipe, I believe, is something along those lines. Anyway, and it'll it'll walk you step by step through the recipe. Yeah. Anyway, it's 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 fascinating to see how they're working with us and and where they're taking it. So, are you using your personal assistant on your phone much? Not much. See, I'm not either. And it's 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 one of those things that gets a lot of news coverage. A lot of people talk about it, but I don't know many people who use those things on a regular basis. Apparently, right? younger kids do not stop using it. Really crazy about it. So we're right. just old. My kids are older, so I have, to, <laughs> I have to wait for years to grow up a little bit. So you buy him a phone, you can tell me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure mine will. I mean, he just loves the idea of asking questions. I'm sure you. I would imagine you grow out of it a bit. Um, personally, I just rather just type it in. I just. But then again, I don't like to be the center of attention, so I, I prefer not yeah. to be the one asking questions out loud. It just seems weird to me. Um, some love it though. <laughs> um, now, on another point here, Google is soliciting feedback on hotel knowledge panel accuracy. This is a title from the SEM Post, and uh, Jen wrote this. Uh, I, I love it. I love that they're doing this, again, bringing up the fact that there's been some real consistency issues with the, 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 the uh, knowledge panels. And, uh, you know, there could be images that are wrong, as I've mentioned in earlier rants. Um, it could be other information where people have been literally just adding whatever they want. I think, and honestly, I think they're doing it to get Google local points. Uh, just ridiculous things they're adding to people's profile, and they're getting default added. I mean, they're, they're showing well, up. <laughs> did, she, did she talk at all about why it's just hotels? Because there's a lot of categories of the, the knowledge panel that have these issues. No, and I can't would I they admit just, I didn't read it all through, but um, yeah. uh, I love seems that like they have the option at least. Yeah, it seems like something they'd want to ask for that kind of feedback on many categories. Maybe they will eventually start swapping out categories or adding more. I hope they do. Well, and it's all part of, I would expect, uh, I'm not sure if it's actually the timing is, is consistent with the OWL update, but it, it, obviously this timing is pretty close, so I would think it's it's connected in some way. Um, uh, anyways, pretty interesting. Uh, and again, if, if I, I've been dealing with so many issues with Google Places listings or Google My Business listings getting ridiculous um, amenity comments, um, people mm -hmm. trying to get these things added, uh, does not have pool table. What the hell? <laughs> you add it if it does have one. You don't just uh, <laughs> anyways. Um, all right. So uh, one of the uh, last ones before we have a, a listener question, if we have time here, um, is 
And I, I never add Apple. You know me. But I thought this was interesting. Um, the App Store is a search I, engine. I was wondering who put this in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it's fair. You know, we are a search show. The App Store, Apple App Store, has search ads. Um, it is a search engine. And that they're now allowing um, these ads to appear in UK, Australia, and New Zealand. This is a recent update. Um, and to quote them, it's search ads. Again, <laughs> this is not vetted. <laughs> but, quote, its search ads are seeing conversion rates of greater than 50%, meaning that half the time a user clicks on an ad, there's an install. The company also said that average user acquisition costs are $1 or less. Um, obviously, that just being a business owner, that was like, wow, that's newsworthy. Uh, I would love to hear whether or not people had the same experience. Now, we're not a paid show, paid ad show, but uh, this is uh, it was worth a note. Yeah, that is interesting. Okay, so you had a listener question. Let's see if we can get to that now and, and then cap it off. Yeah, yeah, really quickly. Um, we, there's been quite a few, but I knew we had a lot of news to cover, so I just went and grabbed one that seemed pretty pretty um, SEO 101 oriented. Um, Sean Wright um, asked a question, hey, guys, I'm pretty new to SEO. I've learned a lot about content-based link, link building campaigns. I've been working on a couple of those link building campaigns and found they can be a bit slower sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, are there any other SEO strategies besides a link building you guys would recommend that are quicker? And I love the, the first person who answered on this thread basically said it's a marathon. It's not a sp- or it's a sp- it's a marathon, not a sprint. And tagged Ross in it, quoting him from the show. So that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the listeners are listening. Yay! Um, yes. Um, so, so, but that's a really good. I mean, that was the perfect thing to start that 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 comment thread with is, you know, if you're expecting SEO to work quickly, you're you're going to be, unless there's something very very easy and dramatic to fix, it's not going to be quick. It's going to take time, and it should take time. Um, if you're looking for strategies specifically. Um, outside of link building, content link building campaigns. Some of the things I think that have the most impact the quickest are if there are technical issues that are causing problems that you can fix relatively quickly. Sometimes that seems to have more of an impact quicker, but without knowing exactly what sites you're working on or what their technical issues might be, we can't really say fix this, fix this, or fix this. But look for some of those technical issues that are low-hanging fruit. They're easy to fix. Um, a real good example, but unbelievably still happens on a regular basis, is a designer will put a robots.txt blocking the entire site when they're building it and forget, forget to remove it when they launch the site. That's a real quick, easy fix if that's a problem, and it has a pretty immediate impact. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty dramatic one, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, and I mean, yeah. those audits are important. Finding out what it is that might be a problem on your site. We do a lot of them here at Step Forth because they are so important. Um, and I would say 40% of the time, it's a significant dramatic fix. Uh, 60% of the time, though, it's the small stuff, but that adds up, right? It's the kind of thing that really makes a difference. Um, so, but, you know, when it comes to SEO strategies is that besides link building, uh, I would say community outreach. If you've got any kind of a local base, uh, you know, becoming more active in your community, sponsoring community initiatives where you get news exposure, perhaps website exposure, perhaps all of the above, that kind of thing has a very significant impact on local. Uh, and, and so it really does depend what kind of market you're targeting. But overall, yeah. 
Think of it as a marathon. All right. Cool. Well, we got her done. Hope that helps, Sean. Hope yeah. that helps, Sean. Yeah. If you have any questions, again, please uh, post them on our Google Plus community forum. We really appreciate it. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on Cranberry.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited.